0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to talk just briefly about uh, this kind of concept. I was talking with a friend of this the other day, so hi if you're listening. Um, And what I want to do is I asked a, a friend of mine, it's like, what do you think is the reason why our churches are becoming so shallow? And his reason was like exactly what I was thinking about and uh, it kind of boils down to, there is a book out there called, the, and there's two of them. Uh, one of those is called The Wisdom of Crowds, and one of those is called The Vision of the Anointed. Now, the best place I've actually seen the analysis of these two books is actually in a health talk by Tom Naughton that is called Diet, Health, and the Wisdom of Crowds. And I think he actually has two versions of this video now. So check out either one of those two versions, and they are fabulous on nutrition and on this concept. But as we take the concept, now these are two books, and I forget the exact authors of those. um, And and in full disclosure, I've not read them, but I've seen the summaries of them and things. So in the concept of the uh, vision of the anointed, what we have is we have a group of people who are the anointed ones, those that know, those that understand. In in the health talk that I uh, aforementioned uh, referenced there, it, here we're talking here about, uh, about the scientists who make the nutritional guidelines. Of course, in the t- concepts that we're talking about here with churches, we're talking about the pastors, the church leadership. And there's been so much emphasis on church leadership and on church government, uh, not as much church government, but on attending churches where we get so caught up on we got to completely obey our local churches. And that is the thing I think that hurt us most of all and so let me explain in the vision of the anointed the first thing we have is we have the anointed person they come up with the grand plan to help us succeed in whatever our endeavor is in this case we're talking about our faith they push forth the procedures and then they tell us to work the plan if we do not if we work the plan or don't work the plan, no matter what, if we do not see the results that we want, in this case, maybe spiritual growth or whatever else, then what they say is that we didn't work the plan hard enough. And so we need to rework the plan hard enough, or we need to double down on it. Now, there's a few things that can be said about this. First and foremost, one of the biggest challenges in a lot of modern churches with the church growth movement, particularly, is we have a situation where they're not even chasing the right thing. The right thing is our purification, our holiness, our sanctification before God, the repenting of our sins. That is what we are called to do as Christians. But what do they in- instead have us do? Well, they have us grow big churches and invite friends to church and and grow our numbers and grow our size and get more people to the seminars and get more people to buy the books. Buy my books, by the way, you know. So you get all of these things coming in and what we end up seeing in this case is In the church growth movement, we've seen a lot of huge churches, but the problem is they become shallow. They haven't followed the plan that we have. And so what's important is that we throw away the vision of the anointed, and we embrace instead the wisdom of crowds, which basically says that knowledge is diffused. It goes throughout. We, can, we should not be afraid as Christians. We should not be afraid of, of different theories and philosophies. Now, we should never incorporate those in. We have the word of God. We talk about the wisdom of the anointed. This is the anointed, the word of God. Everything you hear, everything you say, anything I say, anything anyone teaches you—whether it's a pastor, at your church, or some guy on the radio, or some guy you meet along the road—everything needs filtered through this Word of God. Okay, and so that does a a breakdown of what some of these big mega churches are doing is they literally put the pastor in such a supreme authority to challenge him is to challenge God, and that, my friends, is a cult. So have a look at this verse in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as workmen who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Now, what's important is this friend of mine was I asked him this question. He says, our churches started to decline when we have handed the responsibility of our faith and our family's faith on to the church leaders. In other words, we have not taken the time and the challenge to learn the faith for ourselves. Now Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, let's see, I can always remember it when I don't have a camera in front of me. Um, uh, why can I never remember that? Like. I can remember every single time. The camera's not looking at me. (laughs) That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Transform yourselves. Become a living sacrifice. All of these are unto God. Not unto man, not unto the church, not unto the pastor, not unto the DVD curriculum, not under the cult leader. Unto God. We have to take the responsibility, rightly dividing the word of God, as Paul writes in Timothy, to transform our minds, as he writes in Romans 12. In other words, we have to take our faith by our own hands. We have to take our own time and dedication in reading the Scriptures, in understanding the Scriptures, and learning what the Scriptures mean and say. And it's not nearly as complicated. Now, the first time you're reading through it, if you want to pick up a Bible and start in Genesis and read all the way to Revelation, you're going to make it about halfway through Leviticus. You're going to stop. and You're like, What? world's going on. If you do make it past Leviticus, you're going to die somewhere about the first third of Isaiah. And you're like, I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) My friends, it takes a long time of Bible study to actually learn and understand all these things. Do not quit because it's hard and do not rely on someone else to feed you. Take the time to read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, know what they mean, know what they say. Now, definitely, Take some commentaries, take some study Bibles, take notes from your pastors and from your Sunday school uh, classes and things like this. Put all these things into place, collect them in your heart, and evaluate passages through multiple lenses and see what makes most sense in the text. Understand that the text was written in a coherent way. Now, the New Testament is a lot more easy to understand. Start there if you're a new Christian. Open up that New Testament. Pick a letter. I would do the letter of Ephesians probably. Dig through there and read it and understand it. You read it through a few times and you will get what he's saying. Old Testament prophets, you can read those a number of times before they really start to make sense. But I promise you, if you stick with it, if you read your Bible at least once a year, cover to cover all the way through. That could be starting in Genesis, reading through Revelation. It could be, I, I'm uh, in my Bible studies right now, we're doing the um, the Reese Chronological Bible, which is amazing. That will give you the Bible as, in the historical order that it unfolded. You can look to study notes in the back of your Bibles, which will sometimes give you a one-year reading plan, which is going to be a little bit from the New Testament, a little bit from the Old Testament every day. Find whatever planet works and read through the Bible every year. By about the fifth to tenth time through the Bible, I know that's hard, like five to ten times, ah, but no, five to ten times through the Bible, even those crazy prophecies will start to understand. You'll start to know what they're talking about. You'll be like, I, I, I dig it. I kind of understand. I get this. Because you're not passing the responsibility of your faith, off to leaders. You're not passing the responsibility of your faith off to other people. And that's what you should not be doing. You should not be passing the responsibility of learning what the Word of God is to other folks. Take it for yourself. If you're in a family, your family should be doing these together. Individually, personally, to grow in faith personally, and also as a family. Do not pass your children off and just assume that the youth group is going to teach them all, all that they need to know. Don't pass them off and assume that the pastor is going to teach them all that they need to know. If you do that, your kids are going to walk away from the faith. Take the time and the dedication to be a man and a woman of God and learn this thing yourself and teach it to your children as you go along your way. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Let me know your thoughts on all this in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walking Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website once again the website is ourwalkinchrist.com